we're going to get to see the whole process of creating the compost from the time it comes out of the cow to when it's finally bagged up and sent to the consumers. You can't survive without it. It plays a part in almost everything we bring into our homes. It's agriculture. I'm Amy Flugstopped. In my 15-year career as a broadcast journalist, I've traveled the country, won awards, and have told the stories of everyone from presidential candidates to the neighbor next door. Now, I'm getting back to my farm girl roots to connect you back to where your food, fuel, fabric, and all of those items in between originated, the farm. Inside the Bullseye is a -a one-of-a-kind conversation that's designed especially for you, the consumer. Broadcasting from my home studio in Madison, Wisconsin, I'm Amy Flupsopt. Trust me, this isn't your grandfather's way of farming. Welcome to this bonus edition of Inside the Bullseye. We are talking with Rachel Gerbitz. She's the Director of Sustainability Communication and Partnerships with Wisconsin Farm Bureau. And we just wrapped up a conversation about sustainable farming, what it is, and why people at home should care about this. And we also touched a little bit on the Leaders of the Land series, and that's what we're going to be talking about extensively here in this bonus episode. Rachel, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. I'm really excited to talk about our Leaders of the Land state sustainability series taking place at the end of August and through September. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about the idea behind this series and what it's meant to do. So this series of nine tours is going to bring together farmers from across the state all different types of farmers from across the state, from cows, pigs, and cranberries, to talk about sustainability. We all do something sustainable on our farms, but it looks a little different from how a dairy farmer is dealing with water compared to how a cranberry farmer is dealing with water. So we're going to bring these groups together to talk about what they do differently to meet common goals. And the one thing that's really kind of unique about it, it's not just farmers gathering to talk and and learn from each other about what they're doing in the industry. It's actually a great opportunity for consumers, the general public, to step foot on a farm and see a working farm firsthand. Yes, absolutely. These tours are open to anyone that's interested in coming. We do ask for a $20 reservation fee for Farm Bureau members and an $80 fee for non-Farm Bureau members. And that will include a one-year Farm Bureau membership. So let's talk about some of these farms. Let's just like work our way down the list here. And let's start with Heartland Farms in Hancock. Heartland Farms is a potato grower and they actually send their potatoes to Frito-Lay for potato chip production. If you eat a bag of potato chips in Wisconsin, there's actually a good chance that those potatoes were grown in Hancock. So I think that's a really neat tie to your food, that it was produced here in Wisconsin. And here's a chance to interact with those farmers. We did have to switch gears just a little bit for this tour. We're going to put it up on Facebook Live. So it's going to be available for anyone to see kind of an overview of sustainability practices um, for potato farming and what they do to be sustainable. And you can share and learn and interact um, socially. Second stop on the list is Gwenin Hill Organic Farm and Gardens in Waukesha. Tell us a little bit about their setup. At Gwenin Hill Organic Farms and Gardens, we're going to explore a different side of production agriculture. 
we're going to see their efforts in grazing, cover crops, and no-till, which we touched on a little bit what those cover crops mean in the previous episode. Um, they do graze all of their herd of dairy and beef, and they actually have all sorts of animals and products that come from Gwenan Hill. So we're going to learn how they manage all of those different areas. The farm is a completely integrated ecosystem. It's a very symbiotic relationship. Everything plays off of each other. The grazing herd spreads their own nutrients and promotes wildlife. That is fascinating. Let number stop number three is from the Earth Farm and Education Garden in Bowler. This will be a, an interesting perspective from the Mohican community, specifically the Stockbridge Muncie tribe in the Shawano area. Their reservation covers about 24,000 acres. And this from the Earth Farm and Education Garden is their community farm. So it's kind of like a CSA set up and one of our Farm Bureau members, Kelly Zahn, oversees those efforts. She is working hard to bring back traditional crops and practices to the garden that are um, that have historic value to the tribe and to the community. So we're going to explore how how Kelly is making those traditional practices sustainable into the future. What about High Gem Holsteins and Normandies in Nisho? High Gem is going to be a really fun stop. We talked about cover crops a little bit in the first episode. Chris Conley from High Gem does 100% cover crops and no-till, and he dove in headfirst to these practices. So he went 100% no-till and cover crops within a year. That's going to be a really fun story for him to tell. It's something he takes a lot of pride in, and he's very excited to potentially pass that farm on to his next generation. And they have some really cute Normandy calves, so I would definitely recommend checking those out. Uh, Wheezy Brothers Farm in Greenleaf. What what can we expect to see there? Wheezy Brother Farms is a large progressive dairy in the Fox Valley. We talked about feeding byproducts to cattle in the episode prior to this, and that's what we're going to see there. They are stationed pretty uniquely with a trucking company and just south of Green Bay to take advantage of those markets, uh, picking different byproducts up from factories and production facilities right here in the greater Green Bay area. We're gonna see what that looks like, feeding cranberry hulls to cows and those different products that they're able to work into their cow's diet. Again, another great way of showing how farmers are being creative and reducing the waste that they produce on their farms. It's awesome. Yeah, we're very excited to showcase that um, that dairy. Another spot that you're going to definitely see some very cute baby cows. You, you, you always win seeing some cute baby cows. It's always a great day when you can see those. <laughs> For sure. How about Cowsmo Incorporated in Cochrane? So Cowsmo Incorporated is another dairy farm. It's about a 400-cow dairy that composts all of their manure, which means they dry it and use it to create potting soils and organic fertilizer to sell across the country and across the world. They have a global market for their compost that they're producing. We're going to get to see the whole process of creating the compost from the time it comes out of the cow to when it's finally bagged up and sent to the consumers. And Lake Family Farms in Boyceville, tell us about that. 
Lake Family Farms is a row crop farm, which means they grow corn and soybeans for a cash grain. They were winners of the Aldo Leopold Conservation Award in 2019, which is like a farming Oscar. It's the most pre prestigious award a farmer can receive for their conservation efforts. And we'll see We'll see Jeff Lake's work that he's done with buffer strips to protect the north and south fork of the Hay River, which surrounds his farm on both sides. So he is very proud of the work that he has done, and we're very excited to be able to see those efforts. Okay, we're getting towards the end of the list here. Roth feeder pigs in Wazika. Roth feeder pigs is a fifth generation, 3,000 head farrow to wean swine operation. They run about 12,000 acres of corn, oats, and alfalfa. And preserving the land for the next generation is a priority for our host, AV. He's got seven kids and he would love to pass the farm on to them someday. All right. And our last stop on the farm tour is Gaynor Cranberry Company in Wisconsin Rapids, Tell us a little bit about that. A lot of people may not know what a cranberry operation actually looks like. It's quite fascinating. Absolutely. And we are so excited to offer this stop at Gainer Cranberry as our grand finale of our nine tour series. The Dempsey family that owns and operates Gainer Cranberry has been proudly growing cranberries for over 140 years in Wisconsin Rapids. They're growers for ocean spray, so the cranberry juice and jelly that you see at the store comes from right here, and a lot of times will come from right here in Wisconsin. Being growers for ocean spray, it means that their crop is verified 100% sustainable. So we are really excited to learn more about what that means on a cranberry farm. Fantastic. So, Rachel, let's just run through when, what's the time frame these are happening and how people can get signed up to be a part of the tour. So these tours will kick off this Friday, August 20th, with a Facebook Live from Heartland Farms. Again, that's a Facebook Live, so you can find us on the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation Facebook page, Live from Heartland Farms. The tours will run all the way through September 23rd as our grand finale at Gainer Cranberry Company. You can find information for signing up at wfbf.com on our events page. We're also on Facebook, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. You can find our event, Leaders of the Land State Sustainability Series. All right. Well, Rachel, thanks so much for taking some time to, to share what's happening on Wisconsin Farms and how people can get signed up and get this firsthand tour, which is really a unique opportunity to see some of these great operations because consumers, they don't always get that opportunity. Absolutely. And we do welcome, uh, we welcome you to attend as many tours as possible to really get the full benefit of the program to see how a dairy farmer operates a little bit differently than a swine farmer, but they're all working hard towards the common goal of preserving land, water, and soil for the next generations. All right. Well, Rachel Gerbitz, the Director of Sustainability Communications and Partnerships for Wisconsin Farm Bureau, thanks so much for being a part of our conversation here on Inside the Bullseye today and on our first special bonus episode. We sure appreciate you joining us. Thanks for having me, Amy. I'm a big Inside the Bullseye fan and excited to follow along. 
Oh, thanks so much, Rachel. And again, if you would like more information on how you can get signed up for this farm tour, just check the show notes. We have all the links for you right there. And again, as we pointed out in in the episode that kind of set us up for this bonus episode, if you have a question on sustainability, you want to know what farmers are doing on their farms to get those products to your home, Send us your questions. We would love to answer them. Go to insidethebullseye at genusplc.com to email me and we will get you those answers. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope after listening, you feel just a little more connected to the people and places that have made it possible for you to bring all of your favorite products into your home every day. Inside the Bullseye is available for download right now. Just click subscribe wherever you consume your favorite podcasts and catch a new episode featuring a new guest every Thursday. Don't forget, be sure to join the conversation as well. We'd love to hear from you. Follow along on Facebook and Instagram at Inside the Bullseye. You have questions, ask me. I'll get you the answer in a future episode. This episode of Inside the Bullseye wouldn't be possible without ABS Global. ABS is a bovine genetic company that's proud to partner with farmers in 70 countries all around the globe to produce nutritional animal proteins to feed the world. Thanks so much for joining us. In the meantime, be sure to thank a farmer.